Thank you for joining us for another episode of Can We Talk with Demi and Friends. I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm always so happy that we can talk and have those conversations that go unsaid or we've put off having. Can We Talk are those conversations to inspire and inform so that we can grow together. Can We Talk reminds you to talk it out even when the message tends to be hard or the topic is too taboo? Can we talk? Are those conversations that encourage you to show up every day and be your best self? So since you're here, turn up the volume, tell a friend, and let's start talking. Now, before we dive off into our topic, I have a question. What is growth and maturity? I mean, we see it and our physical bodies experience growth through the life cycles. But what is growth and maturity when we look at it from a spiritual and metaphoric concept? Growth is, of course, the physical and measurable process in development. And an example of that would be, of course, you're getting taller, you know, um, and maturity. That's the development of an individual and their behavioral characteristics as they grow and learn things. We all experience human development and growth throughout the life cycles, as well as how we process or we react to an event or to circumstances. I'd like to share this scripture with you from Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. This is a prayer that Paul is uh, writing to the church in Philippi. He says, and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now that word abound just stood out to me when I read it. Abound, that your love may abound more and more. And and, and so what does the word abound mean? It means to thrive, to prosper, to overflow, to flourish. So he's saying, may your love abound more and more. May it flourish. May it prosper. And he's saying more and more. So let's look at the word more. He's saying more and more in knowledge, in depth of insight. More. We're talking about getting more. We're gaining. We're adding. We're getting extra. So isn't that kind of similar to growth? May your love abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. So you guessed it. Today we're talking about growth and maturity and where we are in our process. And I'm going to take a few notes from my book, Beloved, Discovering Your True Identity in Christ. I haven't talked about the book up to this point, but I did mention that from time to time I'd share some of the content from the book. Well, today's one of those days. Because I believe growth and maturity is a lifelong journey. And sometimes we have to assess where we are in that journey. And I often tell myself every day I want to learn something new every single day. I don't I never want to stop um, 
making myself better or, or, or stop learning or thinking that I have it all figured out. And it might challenge some old unproductive behavior. And that's okay because, as I said, that's my desire to grow, to learn, and to disrupt even stinking thinking and just to be more spiritually sound and mature in Christ. I mean, who wants to stay stuck or limited in the same mindset with everything and everyone around you outpacing you or outgrowing you? I believe spiritual maturity is an expected result When you're a child of God, I mean, we're not supposed to remain the same person we once were. Growth and maturity, it bears witness to your character. I mean, have you noticed that when things change about you or you make adjustments or corrections or even try something different, you get noticed and often you get noticed by people who think They have a say in your personal growth and you just might get comments like you've changed or they may talk about you in your circle. Things like she's acting, she's acting funny or he doesn't even hang out anymore. He all up under old girl. (laughs) Let me translate that for you. He's in a relationship with someone he cares about, but you know, they have an opinion about that because Something about you made that change. And that's our prerogative, right? We can change. We can adjust as we see is needed based on the things that, you know, we want out of life. But, you know, you're going to get those comments and opinions. You decide to do what you want to do with those things. And, you know, what I've learned in that is it tends to irritate people who don't welcome change, who aren't happy to see you change. They are perfectly okay with struggling. They're okay with you not having someone that makes you happy or make you into a better person or not necessarily the person making you into a better person, but you want to improve things about you. I mean, change in itself is about changing your mind about something. Change doesn't happen until you have a thought and you put that thought into action. You're you're not the same person that you were when you graduated high school or even when you first got married. I know I'm not. And another statement that sometimes you hear is something about you is different. Or let's let's say it like this it can go two ways. Hmm, something about you is different or something about you different. Do you see how both statements are the same, but they mean something totally different? One means I noticed the change and it's welcome. You know, they get it. They get it. Yeah, I I noticed something is about something is a little different about him. You know, the way he approached things. And the other one means, oh, okay, she acting funny. Why are you coming around here being all brand new? Not acting, but acting funny. Why are you coming around here being all brand new? And I laugh because either way the comment is said, it's an indication of that individual's own maturity. Your change can either irritate others or it could be that change that draws people to you. They want to know what is it about you that's changed or even, you know, want to be a part of the change. 
And what's interesting is that it only irritates people who do not want to change and they choose to harbor ill will towards your growth. Sometimes when you're operating from a space, a good space, and you're operating in your gifting, there are those who are not happy about that and quite frankly, don't know how to be happy about that. They don't know why, but for some reason, they feel they have the right to have an opinion about your process. That's interesting to me. And if you are a man or woman of faith and you don't compromise who you are to fit into the norms of society, then you can best believe that you'll have an opinion made or or, or comment or whatever it is said about you. Either way, that's not your concern, but it's, it's just something that I noticed how we respond shows where we are in our own process, in our own growth. You know, am I going to take this on or I'm just going to be like, okay, let me put a pin there. I've noticed it, but let me keep, let me stay focused. Let me keep marching ahead with those things that I'm going after, with those things that work for me. You know, because when you peel back, when you peel away all of the judgment, all of the unsolicited comments, What lies beneath is someone who is stalled. They're stalled out in their own developmental process. But at any rate, don't allow opinions and groundless behavior to hinder your growth. Sometimes growing pains happen where you find that you have to make the hard decisions to separate from the opinions, separate from the friends, or even sadly separate sometimes from family if it's not productive. I believe that when friends and family love you and they know you, there should never, they should never get tired of seeing you achieve the things that you work so hard to attain. That should never even be a question. They should be the loudest people in your community saying, keep going. You can do it. I see you. I'm so proud of you. So be mindful when you see people in your circle and their arms are folded. They're watching. No applause, no encouragement. Be mindful of those things because those opinions have formed and they're going to form. You know, we're human. No one's perfect. But oftentimes people can't see your growth because they still see you from the same position or for or in the same stage of life that you were in when you hung out with them. Maybe you've gone on to do more. Maybe they know the secrets of a past life you had or the things that you used to do together. But now you don't desire to do those things anymore. But you're being held to your past because it's like, oh, I knew them when we were 18. Yeah, you were 18, but now you're 40. Growth, maturity is a process. And we often arrive at different times, you know, and maybe, you know, it's just about Sometimes you're outpacing. It doesn't make you better. But everyone has those things that, you know, they decide to go go after or, you know, again, changing your mind happens. And then 
things change when you change your mind about something. Neither is wrong. You're just doing something different. And if I can say this, stop holding people captive to their past when they mess up or when they fall short. Chances are you knew me then because we were in the same type of dysfunction. You came out of your circumstances for some reason, but you don't believe that the same God that was able and who is able to bring you out of your you know, situation is graceful enough to bring me out of mine. Stop holding people captive by your opinions and which, how, where you knew them 20 years ago. That tells a lot about your own character and your own growth. So if you're doing that, stop doing that. <laughs> I mean, this is hard for me to say, but it needs to be said because if we think about it, sometimes we don't celebrate each other because we think that the other person does not deserve it. Who are we? To say that, because when we look at people through the lens that Christ sees them, that would never be your thought. That would never, you know, even come across your mind. And, you know, I'm just so glad that God does not ask our opinion when he's ready to bless someone or when he's doing what he does. I mean, Paul prayer says that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. So that you may be able to discern what is best. That kind of love being filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. He tells us we will be known by the fruit that we bear. We can't do it on our own. Growth happens daily. It depends on where you are, where your mind is, how do you think about a thing, how you see a thing, even what you're exposing yourself to. Growth happens in your relationships. Growth happens even um, based on or as a result of past relationships, past hurts. Past abuse and even and especially forgiveness. I believe forgiveness is one of the biggest things that impacts our growth because you're no longer holding on to something. You are giving yourself permission. You desire to not hold on to something that has actually stunted your growth, something that could be hindering you from moving forward. So free yourself. Free yourself, one, of labels, free yourself of opinions or anything that holds you from moving forward because it's setting the stage of your growth and the maturity that wants to abound in you more and more. Even freeing yourself of you. Come on now. Taking an assessment and being self-aware of your own beliefs and your own behavior, how you react to things or whatever it is. Free yourself of you and your stinking thinking at time. I say stinking thinking because sometimes, you know, we have a thought about a thing and it could be an irrational thought. It could be an unfounded thought. It could be a thought that corrupts and just it, it, it has no basis. And in because you think about a thing a certain way, you're going to react to a thing a certain way. 
So free yourself of those things. We have to recognize our own need to grow up and put aside childish behavior and childish thinking. I mean, it will pollute how you see the world and how you interact with others. And sometimes, a lot of times, we develop defenses that keep us from facing ourselves and growing. Love yourself enough to want to change. True love requires a mature perspective. And that even might require um, you being a little more disciplined to be aware of those negative thoughts and behavior, those things that need to be eliminated. I mean, have you ever committed yourself to a process that would require discipline? Like working out or eating healthy. If you think about it, if you start working out and you haven't worked out in a while, what happens? Your muscles tend to get sore. Uh, you know, it hurts just doing moving the body around. You might even change your diet or you might eat your favorite foods in moderation or just stop eating them all together. Then <laughs> if you're like me, you start to question yourself after a little while. Is it worth it? I'm not seeing any results. <laughs> and mind you, this is day three of me questioning myself, but I'm not seeing any results. My legs are sore. My stomach hurts. I'm hungry. Can I really do this? Well, I would say only you know the answer to that, of course, but I would say yes. Yes, you can. I believe that you can. But your motivation to change and to improve has to be recognized by you. And then and only then will you see the pain or the discomfort as a process to get to the desired resort results. Because sometimes we mistake discomfort for pain or pain for pressure. I remember the first time I heard that, I'm like, what do you mean I, this isn't pain? But think about it. If you're, if someone is pressing down on you or pressing down on your leg, that's not necessarily painful, but it is pressure. And sometimes we can mistake those things that are just adding pressure to us as being painful. So just because you feel the pressure, that doesn't mean that it's associated with pain. And sometimes we even get so comfortable with the pressure, with the discomfort, or we ignore the urging to change. You know, that pressure or that discomfort could be an urging to say, hey, something's going on here. You know, so. We tend to get comfortable in it and ignore those things that we need to change, those things that hinder healthy growth. Um, I remember hearing hearing this relating to working out because I've, I've started again, stopped again, started and stopped. But I heard this saying, and I hope I say it correctly or I hope I say it to where it makes some sense, but relating to working out. I was I was told this. The pain is the absence of weakness leaving the body. So I'm like, I had to think about that for a moment. I had to ponder that so it would kind of make sense. The pain is the absence of weakness leaving the body. So what I came to understand about this statement was this. Once I get past 
the pain. I'm building strength. And then when I have strength, that means weakness is leaving. My goodness, that made so much sense once I had to process it. So once I get past the pain, I'm building strength. Weakness is leaving. My goodness, you know, we have to decide to be courageous and make a commitment to the process of growth. And that requires hard work. And sometimes it is painful. Sometimes there is pain and not pressure, but there is pain. But it is the process of building strength. So weakness has to leave. We can either choose to engage in strength building or just stall out altogether. And then there there are even times when, you know, we ask God, we're praying, depend, and this is a completely different situation from just working out, you know, <laughs> from working out. But there are there are hard life situations and, and they're painful. And we're asking God, Lord, please stop this pain, take this pain away. As, as crazy as this sounds, if God stopped the process. That also means that the maturing process would have to stop too. A lot of times you're getting something out of what you're going through, even though it feels bad, even though it feels bad. And trust me, God does not delight in our pain, nor does he bring it. But there are times when he does allow it. One, because he knows who he is. He knows what he has placed inside of you and he knows that you can overcome it. God gets in our situations with us, but too many times we don't see him because we're focused on the situation. We're focused on the pain. He does not send us out without his presence without his protection and without his comfort. God tells us in his word, he tells us through our relationship with him, his grace is more than sufficient for us. He wants us to know that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. You see that strength, weakness, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. You know, when my kids were babies and toddlers, I wanted to help them. You know, I I hated to see them in any pain. I wanted to keep them from any type of harm. So it was painful when I saw them hurting from an injury or illness. And I remember one time one of my um, little ones was was dealing with a fever, uh, probably a really bad cold. And I remember praying and asking God, Lord, just give me the pain. And, and of course, they were really small. And in the middle of that prayer, God corrected me. And what I understood was that, you know, if they don't process through this discomfort, they cannot grow and mature to the next stage of life because Even after this discomfort in life, there's going to be other things that come. But if we don't know what a little discomfort feels like and get through that, then when the next thing that's a little bigger comes, how are we going to deal with that? 
And, you know, I, I, I get it. I'm talking about a cold or I'm talking about a flu or an earache that, you know, one of my toddlers had at the time. And I get it. There are children, there are individuals dealing with real serious illnesses and with chronic diseases. I get that. And I don't dismiss that. I, I've been in the hospital bed and I remember praying, God, please help me through this pain. But I still lost my child. Yet I still trust God that he's able to do all things. You know, that just let me learn having that prayer back some 15, 20 years ago when I felt that and when I experienced it, experiencing loss and great pain. You know, that just let me know that like my children, we will go through seasons that are difficult. Uh, We don't like what it feels like. It doesn't feel good. But in order to prepare us for the next season, the next level, or even the next stage of life, we have to be able to receive both blessings and challenges. And that's part of growth. That's part of maturing. Paul said again, um, he says, he asked the Lord three times to remove the thorn in his flesh. And God said, my grace is sufficient enough. That's strength training. That is strength training and weakness leaving, right? I mean, as I'm growing and I'm learning, I don't want to continue to have to retake life's tests, life's challenges. You know, at least by the second time, I want to say, okay, You've gone around this mountain already a couple of times. It's time to do something different, you know, but at the same time, I'm not trying to skip ahead of my process. I want to learn as I'm as I'm going through. I I want the growth. And if that comes with some challenges and some discomfort, well, I'll be okay. So as we're talking about um, what growth and maturity looks like and where we are in our process and how different things can either stall us out or hinder our progress. I remember hearing this story about a little girl who encountered uh, a cocoon while she was playing in her backyard. So this little girl was in her backyard and she came across this cocoon. And of course, it looked strange to her, but she noticed there was something in there. She saw the cocoon move and it shuddered and then a wing peeked out. And so she continued to watch the cocoon as it's doing these movements. And she watched whatever was inside of it trying to break free. Then she saw that it was a butterfly and she thought to herself, oh, I can help it. I can help the butterfly get out faster. She thought the butterfly was struggling. So. She began to try to help the butterfly get out of his cocoon sooner. And when the butterfly was out, his wings were spread out, but he couldn't fly. He just moved around on the table to where she had taken it to. What happened in the process of the butterfly trying to get out of the cocoon was what she thought was a struggle was part of his process. The struggle was the part of the process of becoming a butterfly. He needed that part of the process to break out of the cocoon so that his wings would be strengthened 
so that he would be able to fly. And he needed to be able to break out. But she didn't know that she was hurting the butterfly or impeding his process. What she thought was the butterfly was struggling. Um, Let me help it. But the butterfly was in the process. It was gaining strength. So what I just said before is like, I don't want to shortchange, try to move ahead. So don't shortcut or cut off or get in, cut in front of someone through your process or even wish that you had what someone else had thinking that their process looks easy. Your development requires that you stay long enough to get what you need for your next leg of the journey. And sure, it might feel heavy. Sometimes growth is heavy. Growth will take us through challenges and trials. Just as if, just as we build our physical strength through exertion and straining against resistance, spiritual strength is developed in those hard times too. So I mentioned that I would share some of the content from the book Beloved. Um, in the book, I wrote about Joseph and his maturing faith. So Joseph, of course, he was loved and he was wanted by his parents, Jacob and Rachel. He was the child of their old age, much like Abraham and Sarah. But it was their very love and their doting on their son that affected how their how his older brothers saw him and felt about him. They despised him because their father put so much love and care and attention into Joseph above the other sons, above the other brothers. I mean, his parents really lavished their love on Joseph to the point to where they gave him this coat that stood out from anything that his brothers had. It was a coat of many colors. And on the brothers, they were not having it. They were men of tradition and heritage. And who is this Joseph? I'm like, are you putting him ahead of us? No. So they they did not like all of that doting. They felt like their father probably didn't care about them. They hated Joseph. I mean, they wouldn't even speak peaceably about him. Now, Joseph was a young boy. He was 17. He was not mature. But God chose Joseph even at a young age for a specific reason and for a specific time. God gave Joseph dreams. And with that gift of dreaming, the interpretation of the dream, it didn't really take place until he got, he began to mature and it took place during times of trials and, you know, challenges and heartache and, you know, to the point to where he could have turned his back and said, you know, God's not for me, but he didn't do that. But skipping back to where Joseph was a young boy, so... Right before Joseph was sold into slavery, as we know he was, Joseph was telling his brothers about his dream. He was like, listen, listen, I have a dream. He says, we were building these sheaves out of grain. He says, when all of a sudden my sheep, it rose up and stood upright. Then your sheaves, they gathered around mine and they bowed down to it. Listen, this did not help their relationship at all. But again, Joseph is young. He's having these dreams. He's not. He doesn't really know what they mean. Um, 
And his brothers were like, what do you mean they bowed down to yours? Are, are you, do you think you're going to rule over us? So here it is, Joseph. He's young. He lacks maturity. He didn't see anything wrong with sharing his dream. So when he had another dream, he shared that dream with them too. He told them this time in my dream, the sun and the moon and the 11 stars, they were all bowing down to me. And so his father was there. He was present and his father rebuked him. His father reprimanded him. He says, what is this dream that you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers, will we all come and bow down before you? So again, you know, Joseph was probably a little more progressive at the time he had the dream, but he was, you know, still growing in that. So we know that Joseph was sold into slavery and that is where God's plan for his life began to unfold, even through trials, even through hard times, even through being, you know, uh, put in the dungeon and just kind of like thrown and forgotten. This great grandson of Abraham, he is now a slave and a prisoner in Egypt, sold there by his brothers. So here, here I'd like to read this excerpt from, from the book, Beloved, Discovering Your True Identity in Christ. So Joseph had to be matured for God to use him to bless the nation. Joseph learned temperance through rejection and loss. First, he was betrayed by his brothers and sold into slavery. Then he was accused of a crime he didn't commit. Then he was forgotten about after being promised that his case would be brought before Pharaoh. But through each hardship, Joseph grew in maturity and wisdom. He chose not to reject. He chose to reject bitterness and learn to see God's bigger picture. And when the time came, God fulfilled the promise he had made Joseph as a child through his dreams. We all go through things in life that challenge our faith, our words, and our sense of self, whether it's our health, careers, relationships, or struggles that leave us questioning why. It's not until we begin to heal from those wounds that we can honestly say what the enemy meant for evil, God used for good. Never forget that God knows where you are at all times. He knows what you're capable of and what he's able to accomplish through you. But he will never move you into what he has for you next until you've completed the work that needs to be done where you are, both in life and in the lives of others. So if you're feeling like you're on the sidelines, don't stop practicing and cheering for your team. When you're at work, don't envy someone else's success. Keep supporting the mission. Your time will come, but you've got to be ready. Now, by the time Joseph's dream was manifested, he had changed. He was into, uh, he wasn't a young boy anymore. He was a man and he didn't hold bitterness in his heart. He was able to see God's plan for his life, understanding that all that happened had to happen. He had reached maturity in the Lord. Now, we can definitely agree that Joseph was hurt by the things that he had experienced in life, but what if 
What if Joseph couldn't get past what his brothers did? What if he never used the gift God had given him to interpret the cupbearer's dream? How long would he have been in prison? How long would he have delayed his future because he was offended and hurt? How long do we respond to offenses that direct our actions and reactions? Is there anything that's stunting your growth? Unforgiveness, maybe emotional wounds that have set in year after year and you believe, oh, that's just the way I am. God knows my heart. Be careful, my friend. God does know the heart. He searches the heart and he speaks to the heart. You can't hide anything from God. He knows every offense and he still wants you to trust him with your pain. Emotional wounds are among those that are the most common reason people hinder their spiritual growth. We want to experience all of the things that God desires for us uh, to experience the fullness of joy, the abundant living. If we don't address those areas in our lives, the emotional wounds, the pain, the unforgiveness, if we allow those things to stay packed away or hidden, those areas will cause us to respond to adult situations with an infant-like response. Sometimes our spiritual growth is held up because we refuse to grow past the pain. Remember, the pain can be an indication of weakness leaving or us setting it free. Our maturity reflects our relationship with God. Scripture tells us, you know, but this, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these things, there is no law. If we are not maturing in our relationship with God, we cannot bear the fruit of the spirit. Our maturity also helps us to grow in wisdom knowledge, and understanding. The beauty of growth and maturity is that it is ongoing. You never, for me, in my opinion, you never reach a point in your life that you cannot learn something new. I want to be found learning and growing every day of my life and growing in the knowledge of who God is daily. I think we shortchange ourselves if we think we have it all figured out and we know all there is to know about everything. Growth and maturity reveals identity. And growth and maturity makes you live your life on purpose. Years ago, I asked God, what is my purpose before I even knew who I was? or what my identity was or who holds and who has created my identity. But that curiosity awakened a desire to find me. And trust me, I did not like what I saw all of the time, but I could not. I refused to stay the same. I had growing pains along the way, but growing pains that birth maturity Almost like those labor pains that a mother feels when she brings in a new life. 
I mean, ask any woman what it feels like to go through labor. Most would admit that the pain, uh, the pain at times felt just unbearable. And if if we didn't control for me, if I didn't control my breathing or even having a mindset to, okay, you can get through this. I know what's going to take place after I get through this pain, this it was pain in both pressure that time. I'm like, if my mind wasn't set right, the life, my life and my unborn child's life could have been in jeopardy. And trust me, labor pain, that is pain management to the bazillionth power. Okay, now (laughs) every person experiences pain and and birth pains different. Pain is subjective and can vary greatly now. But my point is this. If we focus in labor, if we focus on the pain, the pain can overtake you. However, if you can bear it, even in the pain, able to take instructions, receive instructions, know when to push, know when to pause and allow the doctor to make any adjustments, then you can make it through the pain. Every birth is different, no doubt. But the beauty and the miracle of childbirth is that the pain only exists to get the gift out of you. Oh my goodness. The pain exists to get the gift out of you. When the baby comes, he or she, when they when they make it through the birth canal, the pain of labor is gone. There are no more contractions. At least to my memory, I don't think there were. But I'm like, gone. And there's instant joy. Joy. Your tomorrow depends on you leaving some things in your past, like labor pains. A woman remembers the pain, but she no longer feels it. This is where the thought of rejection has to get off. They can no longer ride your back or invade your mind. Unforgiveness in your relationship, it has to end today. That behavior will kill your future. Let it go. And even if that means releasing the person, allow God to do the healing in you and in them. Stop trying to control how you're going to let it go. Or if if they know that you're still mad at them. Yep, they know. But so what? You want to see and experience what God has for you next. Let it go. Trust God for what he will do and trust what you're going to see on the other side of forgiveness. You will begin to see the new you for sure, a free you and a mature you. And knowing who you are in Christ, beloved, provides you with peace and truth like never before, unmatchless. And that clears the path to anything else that has been freeloading or weighing you down. It has to get off so that you can mature, gain your strength, allow weakness, tell weakness to kick the door. You know, knowing who you are in Christ brings about spiritual formation, allowing the Holy Spirit 
to take up residence in you, helping you to mature, helping you to be the person, the son, the daughter, the man, the woman that you were created to be. Now, does that mean that every day will be easy? Absolutely not. But the way you approach life now has a purpose. It has a different purpose. You're walking and you're talking different. Something about you has changed. God promises to never leave or forsake you. He already knows what your future holds. So trust the path he has for you. Get rid of some baggage. Lighten your load. So that you can walk in the abundance, just a clear mind. Growth and maturity is a process. Don't stunt your growth holding on to things that have expired in your life. Trust the process. Now, I'll end it here. I'll end our conversation here. Um, My friends, I want to I want to share this scripture with you. A little word of encouragement here from the Apostle James. He says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. You're worth the process, my friend. Oh, I'm so glad we had this conversation. Well, thank you for joining me for this episode of Can We Talk with Demi and Friends. Join us again when we'll talk more about life, love, relationships, spirituality, and being the best version of who you were created to be. And remember, please invite a friend to join us for some good old-fashioned conversation. You can visit our media, our social media websites for a daily dose of encouragement by going to at Miss underscore Demi03 on Instagram and Twitter, as well as our Facebook, uh, our Facebook page at Demi Thompson. Be sure to check out our web page and see what's going on over there at Demi and Company by going to www.demiandcompany.com. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Now, until next time, make sure you are having those conversations that matter the most to you in your life. Be present in the moment with the people who matter the most to you. And until next time, my friends, talk it out.